Welcome back, everybody, to episode 63 of the Jake and Joe Show. As always, I'm Jake. And as always, I'm Joe. (laughs) All right, so on the agenda this week, first, we are going to be talking about our social media platforms a little bit, specifically Instagram, maybe talk a little bit about us and what we did this week. Moving along to the results of last week's topic, no zero days. So we're going to see what we both did in that time frame. Moving on from that, it's song of the week as usual to break up two of the more drawn out topics, I guess you can say. And after that, we are going to be looking at none other than Liam Neeson. How could he be controversial? Guess you're going to have to find out. So Joe, what have you been up to this week, man? Well, I felt like I was actually pretty busy this week. Uh, Even though I might not have had a ton going on, I was doing stuff every day that made me feel pretty productive this week. I I did some organization. um, I traded a motherboard for some speakers. I I did a few things this week that kept me busy. Nice. It's always good to do some organization. Makes me feel good. Yeah, we have a a room right... A, a closet right here in the room we're in that's got a bunch of my like tech gear and stuff in it wires cables and stuff like that and ever since we moved in um when we moved in we just kind of put all the boxes in there and didn't organize it at all they were just kind of stacked and i'd always had it in the back of my head that at some point i was going to get to that closet and i was going to organize everything and i finally found time to do that this past week and it looks great in there. I mean, you can walk into the closet if you want to. There's an empty space in there now to stand in and go through the boxes I organized everything into. So that felt pretty good. Yeah, I'm going to have to check it out. I know what it's like to have a bunch of cords and stuff that you want to hang on to and not throw away because you might use it. Oh, absolutely. So <laughs> hey, You don't just want to throw those out. I of mean, course. I think every techie guy has at least a bag or a box full of cords. Yeah. It's like a must. Like I was going through these cords and I did not realize how many HDMI cables I have. I probably have like 10 to 15 HDMI cables. Holy cow. (laughs) I don't even know where they've all come from. I don't even know where they came from. (laughs) Yeah. This week I, uh, well, it actually came about because of organizing that closet. I found an older uh, motherboard that's been in there for probably oh, three years now. It's a, It was a perfectly functional motherboard. Nothing wrong with it. I actually swapped it out of my computer a few years ago because I thought there was something wrong with it. My computer was crashing and I thought it was the issue. It turned out to be something completely unrelated. It was actually a cabling issue that caused my computer to be crashing. Um, oh, wow. So I had this motherboard that I couldn't return. Because it was an older model, like I, I, there was nothing I could do with it, and I didn't want to throw it out because it was functional. So I just kept it, and uh, I cleaned the clo- I cleaned the closet out a few days ago, and I decided, you know what, I might as well throw this thing on Facebook for like twenty bucks and take ten dollars for it if someone offers. Right. And this uh, this lady messaged me a day later, um, asking if I'd be interested in like a trade for anything, and she had a set of Onkyo surround sound speakers center channel two fronts and two rears nice and she said she'd even trade them for the motherboard i'm like okay so i i went out there to their place and they had them all hooked up so i could hear them and they sound great so i handed over the motherboard and took the speakers wow that's a good trade so i turned a motherboard that had been sitting around for two or three years into speakers that i'm going to end up using in the basement as our entertainment setup that's pretty cool that reminds me uh there was a ted talk i saw a couple years back uh, and i saw it pop up on my head feed a couple weeks ago 
you may you may have seen this because it was one of the more popular ones, but there was this guy who started out with something really small, like a straw. It was a paperclip. It was a paperclip. Okay, so he had, he had made a bunch of trades from a paperclip to a house. And of course, I mean, he it's not entirely realistic, but it's still like really cool. And it reminded me of that because, you know, your motherboard, as you say, you know, you only expected like to get $10 from it. And then you got a pretty decent set of surround sound speakers. So yeah, I, uh, I, I estimate that the speakers I got probably worth around a hundred bucks. And <laughs> there you go, man. The original setup was uh, like 450 and these are quite a few years old now, but I'd imagine that they're probably still worth around a hundred. Sweet. Um, but yeah, that's about what I did this week. What about you? You got anything going on in your life? Well, this week I decided to make my own personal Instagram after not really complaining, but just like asking you. Even last week, I think I was like, why do we even use Instagram? What is this? <laughs> and after using it, I was like, man, I actually think I really like this because you can make a post and create hashtags or, or choose hashtags that are popular. And then anyone who are searching that hashtag can like it. I don't know. I kind of like that concept. And I guess I like taking pictures more than I expected. <laughs> so I made my own personal one. Um, so yeah. Uh, any listeners feel free to add me. Um, that's just my name. So Jake LaShawn and make sure to follow the podcast if you haven't. And that's at Jake Joe or is it the Jake Joe show? The Jake Joe show. Yeah, it's the Jake Joe show. I do someone wanna... else has the Jake and, and Joe. Joe show. They think they're better than us. Yeah, we'll try to steal it from them. I'd like to point out what I pointed out to you the other night about your Instagram. Uh, I was looking. Oh at yeah, your... that was that's funny. <laughs> I went to your profile and I I saw your bio. Yeah. And yeah. then I saw that you you had those four pictures up. And I realized that all four of them are pictures of screens, like your computer <laughs> screen, a treadmill screen. It was two computer screens, a TV, and a treadmill screen. <laughs> and I didn't realize it. So when you told me that, I was like, no, that's so weird. So actually, You know what's important in your life. I know, for real. I was like, it makes sense, though. I'm always in front of a screen. So, yeah, again, uh, you know, feel free to add me, add the page. Uh it's going to, like I've said before, it's a major thing for us to keep social media up. Uh, we're going to be not only doing the Facebook page, but the Instagram, all kinds of things like that. I can't wait to do like this summer, like do Instagram live videos. Like when we're oh, just yeah, like yeah. hanging out with friends and stuff, like maybe cool. like at the river or whatever it is we're doing, just do some live videos. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Do some live videos of us swinging from that rope. Into yeah, the exactly. Fun, <laughs> There's one thing about Instagram. And this is about anything, really, that I'm just, like, not digging. And I talked to you about it. I've, I've been seeing a lot of these weird posts from these Instagram models who are conventionally attractive women in, like, super weird, far-out-there backdrops. And it's like, okay, so this picture that I'm thinking of right now, listeners, just, like, try to imagine this. So there's a, like I said, a conventionally attractive woman, a headshot, uh, laying down in a bathtub, all right, and the bath water is all like murky, and there's Lucky Charms marshmallows looking stuff around, and that's all it is. So I was looking at that picture, and I'm just like, why? What is this? If this was anybody else, it would be hilariously stupid. If it was an average looking guy, or any guy really, or like a girl who wasn't conventionally attractive then people would look at that and be like, what is this? 
I think you're going to see that uh, more frequently on Instagram than you've ever seen on any other platform. Yeah. Because Instagram also tends to be like where artists go to post like their content, mm. like photographers. Um, you can go on other websites like Unsplash and, and there are a few like Flickr and, and other sites like that where artists post their photography and they always try to be like more out there with their art or whatever. Yeah. So I think you're going to see that more on Instagram because they can gain a following there and that's where they post their content. Thing I is think about you that, have to think of it like art. Uh, you kind of do. I was just going to say, if that was any other picture, if that was just a picture with, you know, a model in any backdrop, like a cityscape or something, I would have been like, oh, nice, and kept going. But that stuck in my head because of how weird it is and just out there. So I could I tell it bothered you. You part... messaged me about it. Yeah, because I just saw, thought it was so stupid. And I guess to me, I'm just thinking, wow, like you won the genetic lottery so you can take a picture <laughs> of you doing anything and basically like get money for it or like get fame for it. But... I don't know. I mean, was whatever. that was that photo on, not fair. on on her personal Instagram? I don't know. Or was it? A, it could have been a photographer. I have no right. idea. And in that case, I mean, whoever he chooses as his subject, that's I mean, right. his choice. Look, I just I'm just saying that photographers out there should choose ugly people, all right? Because everyone needs a chance. That'll give you a chance, right? And finally, give me a chance <laughs> to be an Instagram model. You know, right. I was telling Adria, I was like, look. Don't be jealous because soon I'm going to be Instagram famous. I'm going to have True. like thousands of followers and, you know, I'm going to keep losing weight, hitting the gym. You know, I, I'm going to be a famous guy. And she did not like that very much. I can't imagine she would. She I don't me, like it you know, very much, you know what to she be told honest. Me? You know what she told me to my face? She said, she, she said something along the lines of, you are not model handsome. And she says, oh. I, she says I love you, and I think you're handsome, but you're not model handsome. Ouch. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that in like the no more zero days results is pretty much what I focused on this week. So, Well, I'm glad one of us focused on the no more zero days thing because uh, I... I I kind of <laughs> might have failed in that area a little bit. Okay, so all hear me the out. zero days. Hear me, <laughs> all my days were zeros. No, I feel like this was such a bad week for me to do this because I legitimately felt busy every night. And even though my nights weren't busy from like when I got home to when I went to bed, I still like to relax for like an hour or two and play some video games. Mm. So I was doing other things keeping busy and then playing video games. It's not like I was like coming home from work and playing video games and not even thinking about the no more zero days thing. Right. I was actively doing other things and I couldn't exactly tell you what those things. Oh, I remember um, two of the days since we recorded last, it mm -hmm. was really, really warm out. And we had like three inches of ice on our driveway. And oh. I wanted to take the chance of the warm weather to use an ice scraper and scrape up as much of that ice off the driveway as I could. Right. Two nights this week, I was out there for like an hour and a half, two hours each night doing that. By the time I was done out there doing that, I was exhausted and I just wanted to relax for the rest of the evening. So those two nights felt productive. Michaela and I had a date night one night this past week. Mm -hmm. And then there was a night where we hang out. We, we hung out. You and I hung out. Yeah. So there was like, we were doing, th I was doing things. It's not like I was being lazy. So I guess I can't weigh in quite yet and say whether or not I think the no more zero days thing is going to work for me because I haven't really given it the chance that I want to. Mm -hmm. It's not that I've decided not to do it. It's that I haven't had a chance to do it, which right. is weird to me. So what did I really have zero days? 
I mean, I didn't work towards the goal that I had yeah, originally yeah. mentioned, but it's not like I did nothing. Right. So, no, yeah, in just the context of your goal, then, yeah, it was no, it was all zero. Right. But in the context of life in general, no, you were busy. You know, you didn't really have downtime, and the little downtime you had, you just wanted to relax, which is, you know, completely normal. So, oh, Fair enough. Um, so what about you? Did you have... Be- before I oh, say that, okay. I've thought of one last thing we wanted to briefly mention, um, and this was where you were Wednesday night. I got my monitor. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes, you got your new monitor. <laughs> and then and you, you posted a, a really bad picture of me. No. Our, uh, no, it wasn't. It was pretty bad. It was a candid. Yeah, okay, so that's, it, that means it's bad. No. It was at my house in my sweatpants and a nasty uh, white T-shirt. It got a lot of views, <laughs> Oh, Jake. it sure that's did. That's all I'm saying, <laughs> all right? Well, People like to see real life. Oh, I know. That is, that's definitely me in real life. Did you really think it was a bad picture? I did not think it was at all. I mean, it's not a bad picture, but it's certainly not like, I don't know. I would have tried. I would have tried more. I probably would have changed just for that picture. No, man. I liked it. But, um, I liked it so much, I posted it without showing it to you first. <laughs> I know. You, I, I didn't even know. I was like, what the heck? Where, where did this come from? So what that was, if you guys can figure it out in the picture, uh, was a brand new monitor that I finally got. Uh, I've been looking at it for about five weeks since Christmas. Um, real quick, because I know this is getting into like the technology advanced stuff, but basically I just upgraded my main monitor to, because I have a dual monitor setup. I upgraded my main monitor to higher resolution, higher refresh rate. Basically, I'm just a god at games now, just because of the refresh rate. It does rate. make you better. Yeah, I actually really think it do- does, because... I was playing a couple of solo games of pub the other day and I was like feeling confident and cocky enough to run up to people and aim at their heads. I never do that in pub. I usually just like aim at the body cause I'm like, wow, I'm never going to hit them. So the, uh, the couple shots I do hit them, you know, might as well aim for the biggest part. Right. Of the right. Pub. Actually guarantee some hits, <laughs> but yeah, just the, the smoothness of it is so nice. So that's what I wanted to talk about real quick because we mentioned we would, Anyway, on the Instagram. okay, so getting away from that, your zero-day week, how was yeah, it? Yeah, my zero-day week, uh, that was pretty good, especially Tuesday and Wednesday. I think it was Tuesday and Wednesday. I have a real quick story to tell you about the gym that day. So I had it in my mind. I was like, all right, no zero days. It was fresh. It was the day after we recorded. So I was like, you know, this is my goal. I can't have a zero day, which for my goal meant not to exercise. So I show up at the gym and there's a ton of cars at the parking lot. Now, I almost just turned around because of that, because I'm like, oh man, I don't want to be in the gym if there's tons of people there. And I thought, no, I have to do this for the no zero days thing. Good. Yeah, I I really did. And then I, so I walked in and the way the gym is set up is like the fitness room itself is set up. You go into the main lobby, you sign up, and then you go into the actual gymnasium, and the fitness center is on the opposite side of the gymnasium. So you basically have to walk across the court or around the court to get to the fitness room. Um, And there was like a bunch of people playing basketball, and there are people watching on the sidelines. So I was thinking, oh man, is there a game about to be on? Like that's going to be weird for me to walk across the court, go to the fitness room, do my thing, and then come back all sweaty and kind of like potentially find myself in an awkward situation. Right. You know, it's just, it it felt uncomfortable. And I'm like, nope, I got to keep doing it. I just got to go. 
went to the f- locker rooms. I, I, l- listen to this. This is my moment of weakness. I went into the locker room, and then I realized how awkward it would be for me to walk out of the fitness room and be, you know, drenched in sweat and there being like a full-on game and there was tons of people and then everyone happened to look over and it's just awkward. Everyone all at once. They're playing basketball. You walk out of the fitness room, you just stay in there. No, because the like... The game stops, everyone stares It at really you. is. It's <laughs> like a focal point right. of the gymnasium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and, I know right where it is. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, so you've been there. Yeah. So I start walking out and on my way out, I come across like the custodian and I tell him, I'm like, oh, come on. Like, I, I got to have a reason to do this. So I ask him, I'm like, hey, is there a game going on right now? And he said, no, that they're just practicing. And I said, oh, can I use the fitness room? And he said, yes. So like after all that, after three or four times of, of almost turning around and not even doing it, um, I successfully did my workout. Nice. And that was the day that I did my distance of a 3K. Nice. So that yeah. that's screenshot that was or the that screenshot picture that you shared. yeah on my personal instagram nice so if it wasn't for that day you know maybe i would have done it uh, on thursday when i went again but still um that's a real testament to thinking about the first rule of no zero days which literally is no, no zero, zero days. days right um and then i guess the second major story i can say about my results would be the second rule of no zero days which is the forgiving past you and you know separating the different versions of you giving gifts to yourself mm-hmm. um i was getting frustrated because i felt like i was falling behind which is a very common theme in my labs across every semester and across every class and it's not even really true because everyone is pretty much at the point where i am and like sometimes i'm a little ahead and sometimes i'm a little behind but i'm never drastically behind like i feel like i am a lot of times right so basically i just kind of slowed down took a breath and was like for my own sake i was like all right i forgive you know last class me let's just move on and push forward with this lab and it actually helped nice like and that was pretty much it it was more or less rinse and repeat because that's all i i did last week was work um go to school go to the gym and mess around with my new monitor it is cool to see though that the idea of not letting a zero day happen pushed you through situations where you'd normally have just been like, whatever, I'll do this tomorrow. Yeah. It got you there and it got you doing what you wanted to do. Yeah. The biggest thing was definitely that workout. Yeah. I I wouldn't have done it. I I think this type of thing, the whole no more zero days thing could even become more effective if you had like a counter app on your phone. And every time like you felt like the day was no longer a zero day, like you accomplished a little bit of something towards your goal. You add one to the counter. Mm-hmm. And if you ever miss a day, that number resets to zero. Oh, like I think physically yeah. having a number and seeing that number climb mm-hmm. 10, 20, seeing 30, progress 40, is big. Right. I think like when I got to like 20 or 30, I'd be like, okay, I can't have this number reset. Yeah. I don't want a zero day. I got to keep this number going. Yeah. So maybe that is like another factor or another thing that you can employ in your day-to-day life to keep the drive. Because I think that's something that we all struggle with eventually, no matter how good our intentions is, you know, the drive to keep doing what you have, you, you want to do. Yeah. So I think maybe that could help. Right. And it'll, it'll build good habits to make it easier. Right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So I think we're about at the point where we can move on to song of the week. 
if you're a first time listener, which is highly doubtful at this point, uh, song yeah, of the week. You better have been around. <laughs> if you're, if this is your first episode listening, leave. Like we don't even want. <laughs> no, you, please don't. <laughs> we don't even want you part of our community. We want you and love you. We have like five solid listeners, yeah. and it's just about the two of us and them at this point. So you can just heck on out of here. <laughs> heck on out of here. I'll yeet you out the door. <laughs> yeet. All right. So song of the week is pretty self-explanatory. Every week we take a song that we enjoyed that week or at some part of our lives that we find to be relatively extraordinary where you know you're not going to hear it on the radio basically something that we can show you guys that you probably haven't heard before uh so joe what song is it that you bring to the table my good sir i'm quite excited about my song of the week this week because it's one of the my favorites that i've had in a while on the show I'm bringing you a song by the band VHS Collection. Now, I've talked many times about loving the 80s modern sound recently. Yep. How 80s and 90s even does VHS Collection sound. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't even remember where I heard this song initially. I was just like in the depths of YouTube watching videos and stuff. And uh, this song was used as a background track in one of the videos. I've later come to find out that it has been in an episode of the show Shameless. So that's probably where, you know, it it got its initial attention. That's not where I've heard it from because I haven't seen much of Shameless. Um, But anyway, this song is called Lean by VHS Collection. It's got that modern 80s sound that I think you guys, if you're anything like me, will enjoy. So here's 30 seconds of that. I love that song so much. I've listened to it on repeat, probably heard it 40, 50, 60 times at this point. I just, I really, really, really enjoy it. And I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I do. Uh, Edit that out, please, for the love of God. I'm keeping it now. I'm keeping it. As soon as you tell me to edit something out, I'm like naturally going to want to keep it That was the worst squeak I've had in a long time. Well, it's in in there now. It's permanent. Okay, I'm 28, by the way. Um, yeah, when you first showed me that song, I feel like I'm overcompensating now. I'm just talking as yeah. masculine as when, possible. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you first showed me that track, I was really impressed. What? I, I didn't hear a squeak. Did you? <laughs> uh, squeak? <laughs> I don't squeak. When you. All right, so when you showed me that song. <laughs> this ooh. is all staying ah. in. It's all in. Oh, Jake. no. It's all in. Jeez. Basically, what I'm trying to say is I love the song, too. <laughs> And when you showed it to me, and you were so convinced, you were like, you will love this song. I listened to it, and probably within 15 seconds, I'm like, he's right. (laughs) All it needs is a little bit of brass, but that's just my taste. That's it. I mean, it it has what I love, which is crisp, clear vocals. Um, It sounds nice, the, uh, the vocals, I should say. And it's a very minimal sound that is just cool and chill and totally replayable Mm. so i almost did a double song of the week this week because Mm -hmm. there's another song by vhs collection that i like 
equally as much as this one. Yeah. Uh, you convinced me that I should save yes. it for another episode later on down the line. So yeah. I'm going to do that. Guys, hang on to your britches <laughs> because I can't wait to show this one to you guys yeah. as well. So anyway, that's it for me. What do you got? So, man, this is crazy, you guys. First off, I guess I'll just tell you my side of this. As always, for me, I'm listening to Discover Weekly on Spotify, and I come across this song called Goldmine by The Jokes. And I was telling Joe, normally when I like a song on Discover Weekly, I just, you know, like it or love it, whatever that button is, uh, to listen to later to decide as like a secondary filter to decide what my song of the week is going to be. Um, now, this is one of the first times, if not the first time in a long time, I have listened to this song and loved it so much that I instantly replayed it again instead of waiting for that second filter. I was like, this is going to be my song. So it is called Goldmine by The Jokes. We'll go ahead and uh, play some play some of that music. All right, here we go. That sweet, sweet music. All right, yeah, yeah. Coming up. Yeah. One 30-second clip of sweet, sweet music. All right, yeah. Delivered here. All right. For you. A long day. I feel strange heading off to somewhere I can't call your name A long night feels like years making do with you Between my ears and a gold mine ain't worth having without you And I'm so blue and a gold mine ain't worth having without you So come through and it's hard So uh, another reason I chose this song was because it's going to be Valentine's Day tomorrow if you're listening to this on opening day or whatever you can call it, day one drop. Um, so that's why I chose this kind of theme. It's a very lovey song. So guess what, guys? I tell Joe to pop in the song, oh yeah, Goldmine by The Jokes into YouTube. And he's just like, that's that's Ethan and Ela. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so... Ethan and Ela, I mean, we t we've talked about H3H3 in their YouTube channel. Massive YouTube channel. So many channel. times. Oh, yeah. Like, they're, they're at like 6 million subscribers yeah. at this point. We've talked about them so many times, and I've heard this song. I've heard the song. I watched the video that we're just watching right now as we're listening to right. it. And I, it didn't even cross my mind. I didn't put two and two together. But now that I listen to it, I'm like, that's definitely Ethan's voice. Yeah. So I just found that odd that Spotify just knew. He's like, this guy... This guy loves H3H3, <laughs> so let's play him some Goldmine. Uh, he actually wrote that song with his friends when Ela was in Israel. Yep. She's from Israel, and she uh, went back there and visited her parents for like two months or something like that. So he wrote this as like a song about her, which is really cool. I, yeah. I think, I think that's pretty neat. And the fact that they ended up putting it on Spotify, I didn't know it was on Spotify. That That's cool that you heard it there. Yeah. I was pretty happy with that. So that um, brings us to the main topic of the week, guys. Listen, I think this is a little crazy. This is the point in the show where I know we say we're family friendly a lot, but this is kind of like PG-13 because of the content. I think it's an important thing to talk about, and I think that Joe and I 
we'll have a pretty good discussion about it. Um, to my knowledge, Joe doesn't know a heck of a lot about it. I know so, basically what you have mentioned. I haven't okay. looked into it at all myself. I wanted to hear it for the first time along with our listeners if they haven't heard about it either. Absolutely. So we're just going to take a moment, uh, not for you though, through the magic of editing, to log in and uh, check out that website, the interview with Liam Neeson by The Independent. So we can do that right now. One moment. All right, so we had Joe pull up the interview. I think what we're going to do, and I think this is okay to do because it's the media, uh, we're just going to play the interview. It's two minutes and 15 seconds long. And again, this is PG-13. Just want to throw it out there. And I guess you guys can just hear it for yourself. This is the controversy that Liam Neeson had earlier this earlier last week. He was talking to a reporter from The Independent about a really bad memory. And uh, I guess here it is. I'll tell you a story. This is true. I'm not going to use any names, but I was away in my came bag and she told me she had been raped, but she handled the situation of the rape in the most extraordinary way. But my immediate reaction was, I asked, did, they, did she know who it was? No. What color were they? She said it was a black person. I went up and down areas with a cosh, hoping I'd be uh, approached by somebody. I'm ashamed to say that. And I did it for maybe a week, hoping some black bastard would come out of a pub and have a go at me about something, you know, so that I could kill him. And it was out. it took me a week, maybe a week and a half to kind of go for that. And she said to me, where are you going? I said, I'm just going out for a walk, you know. Said, What's wrong? No, no, nothing's wrong. Right. And it was horrible, horrible when I think back. But I did that. And I've never admitted that to it. I'm saying it to a journalist. God forbid. It's awful. But I did learn a lesson from it when I eventually thought, what are you doing, you know? And I come from a society, I grew up in Northern Ireland in the Troubles, and, I, you know, I I knew a couple of guys that died on hunger strike, and I had acquaintances that were very caught up in the Troubles. And I understand that need for revenge, but it just leads to more revenge and more killing and more killing. And, you know, Ireland, Northern Ireland is proof of that, you know. All, all the stuff that's happening in the world at the minute, the violence is proof of that, you know. So it's, uh, so, but that's, yeah, primal need, I, I understand, you, you know. relate to that. All right, so we realize uh, that was, that may have been a little difficult to hear. The video that we just watched was basically just a picture, but it had subtitles, so it was easier to understand the audio. He's got a pretty thick accent. He has a thick <laughs> accent. He was talking low. Um, you know, as you said, he was ashamed of how he thought, and he had never admitted it before, so it was hard for him. Right. So he was a little bit hard to understand. So if you didn't really get the gist of that, basically what had happened was Liam Neeson admitted that a friend of his, uh, a woman, had gotten raped, and she handled it really well, you know, and he did not. He said that he walked up and down the streets with some kind of weapon, a kosh or a kosh, kosh. Or whatever he I called it. I think it said it. like a bat or something like yeah. that. That's basically what that and, is. And he said that at the time, 
you know, his way of thinking was he just wanted someone to come at him, who a black person, because the his friend said that the person who raped her was black, to come at him so he could fight and kill him. And he said right after that, he's like, I'm ashamed that I thought of that. He doesn't have that way of thinking anymore. And he came under so much fire for that. And basically, I just wanted to talk about why it is that we can't talk about this kind of stuff when really what we should do is talk about like you know past thoughts past feelings to get over them and be be accepting of not really accepting but be to acknowledge how bad past thoughts and feelings can be but to move on from that um so i guess i want to ask you joe what your initial thoughts are from that? Like, what did you gather from that? How did it make you feel, I guess? Right. I think, so my initial thoughts, I think it's silly that he would be coming under fire for admitting something like that. Um, People in, calling in, him a racist. In the way that he did. Right. Which I think is foolish because, sure, the thoughts he had at the time were wrong, but he fully acknowledges and realizes that those were the wrong thoughts to be having. He was full of the idea of revenge and you know getting back at these it was one person that had wronged someone he cared about and it's i mean i think it's a natural emotion that most humans are going to experience at one point in their life at least he was able to see that those were things that he shouldn't be feeling and feels remorse for that mm. And I think it was really brave of him. I mean, I, I really go as far as to say that I think he's brave for bringing that up. Right. You know, because he knows. He's not stupid, I'm sure. You know, he knows that he probably was going to come under fire for this. I don't, I don't think that... I mean, I guess another reason that I wouldn't say it makes him racist is because it's not like he has targeted hatred for an, for an entire race. Right. You know... I mean, I'm trying to think of how to word this. If it had been any ethnicity right. that it, had done that had raped, he would have been looking for that ethnicity. Exactly. So it's not like he he had premeditated already in his mind before this event on black people and had decided that he had something against them. Right. It was just like okay, for example, if a giant lion came out of the woods and mauled someone you care about. Right. Aren't you going to look you at lions looking for from lions. now on? From, yeah. from now on, and be like, these I don't, I don't like these lions. Like right. they, they did something to. Like I feel like that's natural, and yes, it should be different with humans, and that's what he realizes. Right. He acknowledged that it should be different, and that's not how he should feel. And I think he handled it appropriately. Right. Um, calling him racist over something like this is just, hmm. it's ignorant. It's, it's. I think it really is too. Putting a label on someone that doesn't deserve the label. I think you also got to remember that with the media, they want to create articles with clickbaity titles that make people react. So the media honestly doesn't help this spreading of, I don't want to say fake news, right. but just like a skewed perception, which is totally off just to get people going. I mean, I've saw, I saw my own personal Facebook friends share like, oh, Liam Neeson's a racist and i was like what i mean obviously i checked it out and that's why i came up with this topic and i came away with it with a totally different feeling right it makes me think that the people who are saying that didn't even listen hmm. 
How did you not listen to what he was saying? Right. You need to be, you know, you need to acknowledge that he's admitting that he thought wrong. He doesn't think like that anymore. And I think I think something else that's important to note is that people all the time are talking about how dialogues need to be started on these different topics, right. like rape or uh, race. A, a race, abortion, like any anything that's more sensitive. Yeah. They're always talking about wanting to open a dialogue and being able to talk about this type of thing. And that's exactly what he did. And you can see what happened of it. I mean, he started that dialogue and now people are calling him racist. Exactly. Like, what do you want? Do you want people to start dialogues? Do you want people to talk about these things? Because if you immediately call people out and put labels on them and shame them for bringing it up, no one's going to want to talk about it. That's exactly <laughs> one of the points that I wrote down. And I, I said, uh, the people who are so quick to scream racism, and, and among other things, just in this case, right, and put up a wall in their mind, they don't even realize that they're taking the easy way out and they're being hypocrites about their own mission. You know, mm. these are the people who are like, hey, you know, we need to talk about this. We need acceptance. But this is how you get acceptance. Right. Because if we have people that are just so afraid of talking about their past feelings, past thoughts, and everyone, you know, everyone th has thought wrongly at least once in their lives. So we need to have people want to talk about it to free themselves from that instead of being scared like, oh man, you know, if, if, if I'm remotely famous, I can never say this thing right. or else my career is going to be ruined right. because, and honestly, it is true, like 1% of the internet finds this extremely offensive and that's what gets painted all over Facebook and all over these news articles. And it's misconstrued and taken out of context Always, and just made to man. be worse than it is. Always. Unless there's something I'm missing and I really don't think there is. <laughs> Someone's going to take that little interview and like cut off the end where he talks about remorse yeah. and just leave it at like, and I wanted to kill him. And it was actually like, a okay. great, <laughs> it was a very great lesson. It was a great lesson that Liam learned. And what he shared with us is essentially that it wasn't even really about racism as much as it was about revenge. Right. And it, again, like the perpetrator just happened to be black. So that's mm -hmm. who he was looking for. Right. Um, he's saying, you know, not to think that way, not to act in a, in a physical vigilante way. Mm. And, because it wasn't helpful. Right. It didn't, it, it didn't benefit him anything. Mm -hmm. He just dwelled on these negative emotions for a week or however long he said it was before he mm -hmm. got over them. Why spend that week in waste? Yeah. You know what this situation kind of reminds me of in this this conversation about opening up dialogues? And we just talked about H3. Remember Humongous? Yeah. Yeah. That whole thing was totally misconstrued with him just like saying his name was Humongous and then this girl coming out of nowhere right saying like he's being sexist and stuff like that right i think that's even a little different like i think oh yeah that's that, that's that girl very... has something loose in oh, her yeah. head like yeah there's something like mentally not right there with yeah. her because he she asked what his name was and he said hugh and yeah, she said what's just... your last name and he said mungus hugh mungus <laughs> that's funny he was a little overweight he was making he's poking fun at himself that's hilarious yeah and uh she took it to a place of like what it, how what was even like what did she say? She I said don't know. She said he, he was harassing, her? harassing like sexually her. harassing. And again, this is a situation where like probably less than one percent of everybody who actually saw this was on her side. Right. But those are the voices you hear. <laughs> right. 
So in in that aspect, and I I realize it's totally, you know, it's not entirely comparable to this Liam Neeson situation, but in the sense where like the 1% crazy people Mm. are the ones that we hear. Right. That's, you know, that's, that's what I'm saying here. Yeah. I, I definitely think that he handled it in an appropriate way and, um, that it was a natural emotion. I mean, I think any of us could have felt that whether it would have taken us a day to get over a week to get over, however long it was. Mm. I just think that that's something that, you know, sometimes you need experience to learn from. I mean, if he hadn't ever had that experience, he might've never realized revenge is never a good thing. Like it's, it's never a good way to look at things. And now that he's experienced that in the future, in more severe or less severe situations, he might take another second to think, hey, remember this time where I was, you know... In a blind rage. Right. right. It didn't profit me. It didn't benefit me in any way. I'm not even going to go through that. Mm. And it's not like he still hates black people or anything right. like that. I mean, he's, he, he's fine. Yeah. It was one week where he was, you know, going through something and he's okay. That does not make him racist. Right. Not at all. <laughs> another thing real quick that this made me think of... Liam Neeson's getting on in age, right? He's lived a pretty good life. He's had a lot of experiences. Living as long as Liam Neeson has, you're gonna, in your early 20s, early 30s, the first couple of decades of your life, that's like the trial run, man. Mm. So it really bothers me when people our age, and even younger, have like the audacity to talk like they know so much about how to think and how to act right when they don't even have any experience it's like that that's like looking back on the past and saying oh that's what's this is what's going to happen you already know what's going to happen you know the young people know how to think in the times Mm -hmm. right so back then you know old people can think certain things that are normal at the time Mm -hmm. that later on we're like hey you know this isn't right Right. And then they change. Right. Right. So we need to be accepting of those types of people. Mm -hmm. And I think they're really brave when people like Liam Neeson come out, talk about that so freely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I see what you're saying. And I I think a good example of it would be like back when uh, slavery was being ended in the United States. Right. I guarantee there are people or there were people there probably not alive at this point right yeah (laughs) um that owned slaves and realized this is not an okay thing for me to be doing like what am i doing why am i doing this this is a human life why am i treating them this way yeah and changed so like you said it's it's they they thought differently in the time period they were in as time progressed and something like slavery became something that wasn't okay and not normal, their mindset changed. So taking the past of someone today, taking their thoughts from way back when and applying them to their current like person or who they are now isn't fair because times change, you know, the norms change and people change. Definitely. And there's still people who don't change and they're, it's not that they're not wrong. They are absolutely wrong. Right. But it's those people like you were saying, that realized the error of their ways. Exactly. That we're talking about now. Yeah. Well, I hope that was in-depth enough for you guys. Um, I'm sure, you know, we ruffled some feathers. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so. I th- I like to think that we stayed pretty 
uh, like, I mean, I guess we chose the side of Liam Neeson. Like, we sided with yeah, him. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. But I like to think we did it rationally. Like, it's not like right. there were obvious facts. Like, yeah, this guy might be emotion, a little bit Joe. racist. It's about blind emotion. Right. Just like Liam Neeson and his wrong thinking. <laughs> so get at us, you know, mention, mention us. Uh, yeah, we, we love having conversations with For people. Real. Seriously. I mean, when we talked a little bit about no more zero days with a few people on Facebook, that was great. Yeah, that was awesome. I, I love that. that. It's the key to growing our community. I mean, and creating a dialogue. Exactly. What do you know? All right. So with that, um, we're going to have to bid you adieu. Have a happy Valentine's day tomorrow, everybody, whether it be, if you are in a relationship or not, I mean, you can still love yourself, play some video games, eat some chocolate, mm. whatever you want to do, man. Mm. And why don't you show us how much you love us on this Valentine's Day while you're by yourself at your computer by giving us a follow on Spotify and Instagram at the Jake Joe Show. Feel free to follow me personally at Jake LaShawn. Don't do that. Yeah, you probably don't want to. All he does is take pictures of screens. I... I have a very obsessive personality. It's boring. And so far, I'm pretty obsessed with that. (laughs) Show your friends you love them by recommending an entertaining, powerful work of podcast art, not another D&D podcast, and maybe mention us too. (laughs) All right, guys. Have a great week. Hey, Jake. I think we make it a tradition around here that at the end of every episode, you give our listeners a wise word. Man, I'm so bad at that. So right now, on the spot, what's the wise word for the week? Eucalyptus. Eucalyptus. Google it. Learn about it. Love it. Eat it. Taste it. Enjoy it. And we will see you next Wednesday. See you later, Jake. See you later, Joe. See you later, listeners. I love you. Happy Valentine's Day. I love you, listeners. I I love you more than Jake, actually. Mm, I don't know. We'll Uh, see. It's it's guaranteed. Guaranteed more (laughs) love from Joe. All right. Of the Jake and Joe show. See you guys. See you later. This is it this time. For real, we're out of here. I live inside my own world of make-believe. Kids screaming in the cradles, profanities. I see the water ice covered in ink and rage. Cross out the ones who hypnotize and watch me weep. I love everything Fire spreading all around my room My words so bright It's hard to breathe But that's alright Hush